Hello, welcome to Spiritual Warfare. My name is Teresa. And hi, my name's Kay. We will be reading from the book by Dr. David Jeremiah, Hope, Living Fearlessly in a Scary World. Kay, what is the Bible verse for the principle of divine priority? Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. From Joshua 1, 7 and 8. Now we come to the heart of the matter. God's word is the only path to success. God didn't tell Joshua that his priority needed to be military strategy financial backing, or bilateral relations with neighboring countries. These things have a place, but they are not the priority. Here was Joshua's priority. Meditate day and night on the principles of the word of God. This requires dedication, somewhat like that of a long-distance runner who is training to compete in an Olympic marathon. The runners I have read about are incredibly focused. They live with a Spartan's commitment to a single priority, winning that marathon and standing on an Olympic podium. Running informs every aspect of their lives. They eat specific foods, weighing the grams, counting the calories. They monitor their body weight, body fat, water weight, and bone density. They run in only a certain kind of shoe, They have limited social lives because running, training, eating, and sleeping dominate their days. Their training schedule is a paradigm into which all of life's activities fit. Their conversations and their daily decisions reflect their mission. When planning and executing their lives, everything flows through the grid of training. That reminds me of you, Miss Kay. She's retired now, but even when she worked, she got up every morning and worked out. She trained, and she wasn't even in training. That's just what she did. Her body didn't feel good, did it, if you didn't get up and do that. Plus, she got up extra early to read the words, too. (laughs) And that is, oh my gosh, that is dedication. That's all I can say because, you know, it is a lot easier to pull a cover and say well I'm not gonna get up and work out today and now she even gets up earlier that she's retired like five in the morning and meets a friend at the gym that is crazy to me but she's very very disciplined very disciplined very disciplined person most, most areas of my life but I will share this just real quickly you know when the pandemic hit that was really hard it was. I let my gym membership go while they closed. Right. Okay. And and then truly, on uh, until things where you didn't have to wear a mask and blah blah blah. When I went to Uganda on missions back in January of this year, my friend that I go to the gym with, we were quite physical in Uganda. I was walking. Doing some, you know, weightlifting and so forth at home, but nothing like going to the gym and working out for an hour, okay? We look at each other as we're walking up this mountain. 
It seemed like a mountain. It was just a hill, but it seemed like a mountain. And I said, I am so out of shape, my friend. We have got to go back to the gym. So when we came back from Uganda, we rejoined the gym and have been faithful to at that time. It motivates me. It makes me feel so much better. It's like the start of my day. And yes, with being retired, most of the time I have time to come home and get in the word. And but don't you get up like at five o'clock? Most days. Yeah. Most days, most days I get up. But then I go to bed by nine. But still, <laughs> yikes. That, yeah. Kay's really good like that. She really is. Yeah. Huh. When asked what he would be doing if he weren't a runner, one marathoner from Kenya laughed and said, I don't know. For me, running is everything. I urge you to read the following five points about scripture with a perspective so you can say, for me, the word of God is everything. It informs all my decisions and values. I arrange my life around its principles. I study it consistently to reinforce my life goals. I consult it before I make plans or decisions. What the Bible says takes precedence over whatever anyone else says. It is, after all, God's word. Scripture is my weapon of choice in the fight against the fear of defeat. As we seek courage to conquer the giants in our lives, we do need to make top priority to the Word of God. Kay, you did that. Every morning you got, I did not do that. My time for me was when I got off work. Isn't that funny? Yours is in the morning before you start your day. And I just can't. I can't, I'm not going to say I can't get up and do that because you can do whatever you want to do. I just preferred afterwards. That's when my study time was. Right. And I think it works differently for different people. You got to go with what's most, what you feel like is being most effective in your life. Yes. With the, with the word of God. But I know, you know for me, and, and I can look back at it now and I can see, especially when I was working, that the days that I got up and went with my routine of working out and being on my knees, spending time in the Word of God before I walked out the door to go to my job. It was like a breath of fresh air, okay, through the day. The days I did not spend time, especially the time, not necessarily the workout, okay, but the time with God. There, there was an absolute difference on the way your day went. Yeah. My it, state of mind mm -hmm. and just everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. You worked in a high, fast-paced customer service where you were talking to people all day long. What was good about my job, I worked in accounts payable. I didn't deal with people, phones or anything. But what I did all day long is I listened to the Word of God. I was able to bring my earbuds. So I didn't get up early in the morning and do it. But as soon as I got to work, yeah. I was able just to put my earbuds in and right. listen all and day that's long. Really good. Yeah. yeah. And now that I work at home, it's even better because I watch a lot of YouTube videos about people's testimonies and stuff like that. And so I get... I'm in his word all day. 
and it's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, talk about the word constantly. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Joshua 1.8. Let's clarify what Joshua would have understood to be the book of the law. For him was the first five books of our Bible. Nothing more of scripture had been written. God told Joshua that this book was to be his plan of action. He was to take this book in his hands and commit it to his heart. It was the key to his ability to accomplish the assignment God was giving him. The book of the law was also to be the topic of his conversation with others. Not talking about it as we would a novel or a biography, but allowing the law of God to inform guide and temper all conversations and deliberations later in the book we see joshua doing that very thing afterward he read all the words of the law the blessings and the cursings according to all that was written in the book of the law there was not a word of all that moses had commanded which joshua did not read before all the assembly of israel joshua 8 34 through 35. Part of what Joshua would have read to the people was the passage in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9. Moses' instructions to parents about how to weave the word of God into their children's lives. You shall talk of God's words when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Notice the word talk. God's word commands and statutes his perspective on everything were to be embedded in every family conversation. Children would grow up with God's law deeply entrenched in their very thinking. The Deuteronomy passage also uses a figure of speech that involves making a point by giving opposites. When you're in the house, when you're outside, when you're lying down, when you're getting up and about, when you're sitting, when you're standing. The idea is that we teach the law all the time, now, then, and every moment in between. God's law should live on the tongue. There is no inappropriate time for sharing it, and we should be as driven to discuss it as a bird is to sing. The Lord provides all the various venues of life. Relaxed family time, outdoor chores, coming-of-age milestones for discussing the law in every context. Think what would happen today if Christians, instead of discussing politics, TV shows, movies, sports, and traffic, <laughs> started talking more about the Word of God. What did you learn from the Word today? Before we discuss our plans, let's see what counsel we can find in the Bible. Wouldn't that be a refreshing way to live? Wouldn't it be a powerful step in putting our hope in Christ and conquering our fears and failings? I, I, I don't know. I guess between us, we, we always try to, before we do anything, to go in prayer and the word which is nice. We're on like a, a text where there's four of us and anytime any of us need help and we have the past couple of days, we get in that group text. And I really want to 
encourage you to be to start a group text. Uh, you don't even have to text every day. Yeah. You just text when you need them. And that's not being rude because everybody's busy. It's just you know you can count on your friends if you're having a bad day. I had a migraine the other night and I couldn't get rid of the migraine headache. And I got in there and I'm like, ladies, I have a migraine. And they pray. It's a good thing. Okay, I think we're going to stop there. And then the next time we're going to discuss meditate on the word continually. If today were your last day, where would you spend eternity? It's your choice.